Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time to get lost in the mid-card. This Believe in Pro Wrestling property is brought to you by Bet Online, the continued number one source for all your sports betting needs. Join now and receive your 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code BELIEVE. Now, here are Jeremy Bennett and Matt Black for the Believe Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast where it is good to be Usi. It is lost in the mid-card. We are back at you here. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I cannot believe those five days off were already gone, but here we are back to work on a Monday, and we're back to work uh, on the show for a Monday, too, leading you up to Monday Night Raw at the top of the hour. Uh, we will talk Survivor Series tonight, uh, well, our thoughts about uh, how that went down. Uh, a couple of things uh, after Survivor Series. It's going to be very WWE heavy, much like last week was AEW heavy. Uh, and uh, a little indie note of some news as well. So uh, thank you for tu- uh, tuning in, joining us live. We got uh, Mark Cho, the uh, president <laughs> of the president of the Austin Theory Fan Club. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um but a, a quite the performance. I, I thought that was a, a cool ending. We'll get into all that much more. But first, uh, welcome to the show. As always, my co-host, he is on the Twitter at Raw F Showtime. It is Mr. Matt Black. Matt, how you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, Survivor Series was a pretty fun show for the most part. And yeah. we got an hour, first hour of Raw commercial free tonight. We do. Supposed to be kicking off with Becky Lynch. We should have it. Should be a good night. I'm cautiously optimistic that they now have two months until the Rumble. So apparently, no December pay per view. So no excuses to not start building some important stories tonight over the next two months. Like the world, the Royal Rumble should be a tremendous climax on the road to WrestleMania with a two month build. No excuses at this rate. Let's let's fucking go. Yeah, I, I I'm surprised there's no December pay per view. I guess they're just ca- saying uh, we'll give you NXT on uh, Saturday. Shush, uh, is that next? Is that a week from Saturday, the ninth? Is that right? I think it's the eleventh because it's the same day as Final Battle. No, it's the tenth, December tenth. Final okay. Battle's in the afternoon, and then uh, Deadline will be that evening. Tenth is a Saturday. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking the second was a Saturday for some reason, but all right. Uh, senior editor at WrestleZone, Matt Black. Wow. Made, the, made the official announcement uh, earlier on today. Thank you. Thank you, Marcho. I appreciate that. I, I did not hear that announcement. So, Mr. Matt Black getting promoted at WrestleZone, I hear? I, I am starting in, uh, starting in December. Yeah. boy. Atta boy. What's that uh, entail? You, you, uh, all kinds of stuff, man. Oh. All kinds of stuff. But uh, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to taking it on. I I love. I love my work at WrestleZone, and I you know I can't wait to take on the new responsibilities and everything that comes with it. So should be good stuff. Good stuff Thank there. You, if you have, if you have, uh, have not uh, uh, seen his stuff there, you uh, definitely want to make sure you uh, go check that out. All right, so uh, obviously, uh, what what happened here? What's up, uh, Stephen Chambers in the chat? 
What up, um, man? No pay per view in December. Yeah, I guess we count NXT. I guess NXT. I mean, I, 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 it's it's run the same way they do their WWE ones for Peacock. I guess we gotta call it a a pay per view or premium live event or you know whatever they wanna whatever they want it to be called now. So. Yeah. I suppose. Well, let's get into the lead right now. Of course, that lead is none other than what happened on Saturday night. Survivor Series War Games happened. I did not watch it live, so if you're looking for my tweets, I apologize. I don't even think I tweeted when I re- when I I watched it in pieces. I watched it uh uh some Sunday afternoon, and I watched uh, I finished it up uh, this morning, so I watched it in two pieces. I uh. I thought overall it was a good show. Um, I really didn't have much to complain about in terms of quality. Uh, I thought I thought almost every match delivered. Obviously, Ronda and Shotzi was sh- short and sweet, but we all expected that, so it didn't really surprise us at all. I also didn't think it was bad as everybody else was making it out to be. No, I didn't like, think I- so a lot of people online were, were really like hardcore hating on that match. And look, it was no masterpiece. No, like, it's not going to be in anybody's top 50 match of the year. It was no Chris Masters like that, but it was it like people were talking about it. Like it was the worst thing they'd ever seen. And I was just like, I, I don't see it. I thought, I thought Rhonda gave Shotzi a lot. I think this their second match this year where Rhonda's given Shotzi a lot of offense in their match. Clearly she likes her. Uh, I thought they worked really hard. Like, look, like, look, everybody knew Ronda was going to win, but I didn't think a lot of people were like acting like that match was like the worst thing. And I, I just didn't see it. Yeah, I did not. Uh, I did not find it to be that bad. Um, Mark Cho saying, uh, of course he's a anti theory. So, Hey, but I, I hey, thought he's that not, I, he's not wrong. I thought I mean, that match, like, the match was fine, but I did. I did not. I did not like the finish. I knew as soon as he was added to the match on Monday, I was like, he's winning the title. Like I, I, I just, I, I knew it. I had, I had prepped myself ahead of time, and I should have prepped my Twitter timeline that I was going to be extra annoyed at <laughs> at the result because I got some, you know, theory defenders in my replies. And like, look, I don't care if you like theory. It's your prerogative. Knock yourself out. I think he sucks. And I don't think that viewpoint is ever going to change. So it's my prerogative. It is my prerogative. It's my opinion. Agree to disagree. That's that's just the way it is. You know the the obviously there was some you know you know things with theory. Are they true? Who knows? But I would assume if they were very true that Triple H would not have because I mean look at what uh, uh, Velveteen Dream you know is is not wrestling anywhere either. So, you know, I kind of wonder the validity of some of those things. Um, I honestly, I think if the, if the social, if social media was on WWE as much for theory as they were for Velveteen dream theory, probably wouldn't have a job either. Like they were like the social media was relentless on, on the Velveteen dream thing. Even after triple H came back and said they had their investigation and they didn't find anything like they would, they would not let up. And I, I, at the end of the day, WWE had just had to do, they, they had to let him go. They, they, they were in a, they were in a no win situation. It wasn't going away. Yeah. So who knows what the story is? Who knows if it's true or if it's false? So like, that's nothing I want to get into, especially now. Yeah. You know, so when I talk about theory, the fact, but just, 
yeah. when I talk about theory, it's basically uh, what we see in the ring, and I'm liking what I see in the ring. I'm liking the evolution of theory. We'll get into that, but first we have the women's war games. I, uh, Samantha Irvin. It almost sounded like uh, uh, who is the she ring announcer? Trying, she was trying way too hard. She was trying to be like some of, uh, her, some of her grumbly announcements on Saturday night. I'm like, what are you doing? What she's are you trying doing? to calm down. What's her name? What's her name? Alicia Edwards? Am I or Alicia something? Or, NXT's ring announcer. I'm drawing a blank. I, I I don't remember off the top of my head. Obviously, the uh, announcer for uh, the previous war games is in the NXT era. Um, Alicia, blah, blah, blah. Alicia Warrington, that's her real name. So, what is her WW name? Uh, oh, maybe it is just Alicia Warrington. Uh, oh, oh, Alicia Taylor. There we go. There you go. That, yeah, that sounds right. Um, so she was trying to be a lot like Alicia Taylor, though. Uh, we kick things off with uh, with Bianca Belair and D- Dakota Kai. Uh, I thought, uh, I thought some of the stars of this, obviously EO sky, we knew she was going to be a star of this match. She is, uh, no stranger to the war games. Uh, I thought Nikki cross did a hell of a job here as well. Uh, obviously Becky Lynch did not look like she had any rust on her, uh, four months away from the ring. And of course the big finish with her, uh, I, I thought those were some of the stars of the show, uh, for the opening match. Uh, well, <clears throat> hello gremlin got in my throat what there. what uh, what were uh what were your thoughts on the opening match here matt um i i, I thought i thought the i thought the women's war games was good um my my main issue with wwe's version of of war games and i've had this for the last couple of years so it hasn't really changed i, I think the excessive use of weapons Right. It's kind of unnecessary, and I think time, and I think the time it takes to get them into the ring really slows down, like the process of the match and how important the the, the man and woman advantage is, and the, and the thing. I think if they want to do the weapons in war games, this is just me. This is just my suggestion. I'd have all the weapons hanging from the cage. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. And then they could just yank them down and use them as necessary as the match progresses. Or I me, think yeah. Time that I think the time that take that's taken to pull everything out from under the rain and get it into the rain. kind of just, it takes away the momentum that the match is building. And I, I don't really think it needs weapons. Like war games never needed weapons in the, in the uh, NWA WCW era. And, you know, blood and guts for the most part, hasn't really net needed weapons either. So I just think they could, they could either scale back on it or they could do it in a way where it's not going to slow down the momentum of the match. Just have the mat, have the weapons, you know, hooked on certain parts of the cage that the that the wrestlers can bring down throughout the course of the match. I think that would work out a lot better. Stephen, uh, Mr. Elimination Chambers uh, in the chat. Of course, thank you for everybody tuning in live and participating in the chat. Of course, so ask us ask us any questions at any time. After seeing the Wyatt logo, really thought Alexa will turn heel. What are your thoughts on uh, Alexa joining the Wyatt Six? I I think if anything, Wyatt's after her. I don't think she's going to be joining up with him again. I think she's going to be. I think Wyatt's going to be using someone like you know the teases with Liv Morgan, yeah, as his catalyst to go after. Um, 
Liv Morgan makes a lot of sense. Of course, she Alexa, is, you know, in in the long run. That's what I that's what I think it's building to. But I mean, the whole Wyatt six thing is dragging right now, and uh, I really, yeah. I really want, I really want them to advance this story sooner rather than later. There is rumors that uh, a female is going to be unveiled very soon. Um, so I guess maybe we'll find out on on Tuesday. Um, we're not going to cover Raw and SmackDown tonight obviously because we have the pay-per-view to talk about so yeah, we really don't uh There's but no a, again la night getting destroyed after cutting a good promo uh backstage with uh with megan i believe he's i think he talked with megan um and uh so he got destroyed again by uh whoever it was uh and we can also laugh because ricochet beat braun Strowman with some Without a flip, he didn't win with a flippy move, but it was technically a flippy move. He flipped them over. It's yeah, okay, yeah. I, give you I mean, that. it's I it's it's pretty it's pretty flippy. I give you that, Tom. What's Tom, up, Tom? What's up, man? Thanks for uh, joining, Tom. Tom, I I, uh, I did an interview with Tom a few months back on his YouTube channel. Go Very check cool. out. Very go, cool. Go check out Tom Talks Rubbish. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what they do uh, going forward. Uh, but you're right. It is slow, but I don't have to rush it either. But yeah, you know, they, they kicked it into gear I, with I LA just, Knight. I just feel like they, I feel like we haven't gotten to the second chapter. Yeah. I, I feel like we're still on chapter one and he's been back for two months and it's just like, at least do a chapter a month. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, show me some advancement. Like if they delay Wyatt's first match to the Royal Rumble, that means that man came back and didn't wrestle for like four months. Yeah. And like, man, I mean, look, that's a great job if you can get it of being a professional wrestler and not having not having to work. But I just I, I want some I want some advancement, you know, on on this Wyatt story. And right now it, it just seems like it's kind of dragging at the moment. I mean, we got L.A. Knight now added to it. So that kind of, you know, puts it in there. But now, yeah, if we are going through with uh, a Wyatt six so to speak yeah it's almost time i don't know if uncle howdy's going to be the last reveal i would hold him to last if especially if it is bo dallas i would hold that as last and round out like your... you almost i feel like you almost need to do him first he was the first thing that's been introduced in the story yeah i think it's more if oh look we got hey we're ma- we have made it because porn we, bots we get porn bots so we have made it how about Delete. that we have Delete. we have officially made it as a podcast <laughs> when porn bots enter the chat when the porn bots attack. <laughs> uh, but a very good war games match. The women and the men both really uh, delivered uh, a, a, as expected. We'll get to the men, of course, at the end. But I, like I said, I, I gave my props to uh, Nikki Cross and uh, Becky Lynch and to uh, and to Io Sky for their performances in that match. They're standing out, uh, but very cool uh the, the as expected um with becky coming back team uh, bel-air one not a, not a surprise i actually i think i got all my predictions right except for the u.s title nope i said i think i said Balor, so never mind <laughs> i got three out of five hey i ain't bad speaking of Balor, Balor and uh aj styles not much to really talk about this one because you got two veterans that you know can go and they delivered um we had some shenanigans in the beginning, but they all kind of cleared out and let AJ and Finn take hold. I I loved the finish where uh where Finn was going for a Styles clash and Styles turned it into a calf crusher. 
I, I thought that was a a great uh, a, a great counter there. And then of course uh, AJ ending it with the phenomenal forearm. Uh, nearly a twenty minute match. I thought um, I, I thought I mean the, there's not much to say because you knew these two guys were going to go right. Yeah, I mean, look, they don't they don't have bad matches together. And going into this match, AJ Styles had not won a singles match on pay-per-view since defeating Humberto Carrillo Whoa. at Crown Jewel 2019. What? Yeah, go look at it. The man had not won a singles match on WWE pay-per-view since Crown Jewel 2019. This wow. match... This win for AJ was long overdue, and I could not be happier that they finally gave that man a singles win, you know, on one of WWE's bigger shows because he deserves it. Former freaking WWE champion. Right. Honestly, should always be someone that should be considered to be in a title picture, and he just hasn't been lately. So mm -hmm. I'm hoping this is something that, you know, can propel so – AJ Styles back up to the upper echelon and within WWE. That could completely explain the look on his face when he won the match right here. <laughs> I won one. Finally. Yes. I won one. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Uh, yeah. Very good by those two. I, I was surprised to hear that that was the only the second time they've ever wrestled in a singles match in WWE. So, uh, yeah, they've, they've kept them apart. They, they make it special when it happens. Yeah. And the first time only happened by, you know, accident. Yep. Thanks to, you know, the, the Wyatt situation and everything at the time. So, yep. Mm -hmm. yep. And then apparently they got in trouble for, uh, breaking kayfabe and doing a two sweet, but Hey, what can you say? Uh, Shotzi and Rhonda, up next, uh, Shayna Baszler out with Shotzi or out with Ronda. Uh, of course, no Raquel. Uh, I'm assuming, I, I'm assuming, uh, come Rumble, it's going to be Raquel Rodriguez and, and Ronda Bra and Ronda Rousey for the title. Fair assumption. You would think so. She'd probably you be out for about so. a month, probably be out, out for a month and then, uh, starts the program there. I wouldn't be surprised if that. That's I mean, that that makes that makes sense. Yeah, and we talked about this in the open. This was not as bad of a match as people say. Uh, it probably, geez, the porn bots are out again. We are really made. We must really be making it in the world, huh? Oh wait, are they just posted the same message like five times? What the hell? Oh, it says re try refreshing the page. Yeah, I'm not going to do that because we're kind of live, pal uh Raquel out six weeks supposedly yeah that's they're gonna probably play into that and then uh roll rumble god that's too long is is it at the end of January like it usually is I think it yeah is. rumbles at the end of January ah that's a long time but they hype the rumble during the pay-per-view so obviously we know that that's the next one uh Steven in the chat wouldn't mind if AJ gets a title run before he retires I would not be uh shocked if he gets more than one I don't know how long he wants to retire or how long he wants to stay uh, going at it i would assume he still probably has some a lot left in him probably especially since triple h has taken over um and mark Cho's right if you you make it with porn bots you have made it so and i i we i think we need to bring this up i know this wasn't on the docket but this broke well broke um like right before we went on the air did you see uh andrade al idolo had uh surgery i just saw that yeah torn pectoral muscle man so that sucks. 
best wishes to Andrade. I hope you heal up soon, man. That's that, no wonder he is, hasn't, you know, I know he was sent home, but I mean, that's a good reason for not burning them back. Yeah. You know, get that surgery and get yourself taken care of. A lot of people expecting uh, him, he was going to go uh, leave for the E, but uh, uh, yeah, Andrade, yeah I, don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. I really, um, I really don't. Andrade tweeting out about half an hour ago, my first surgery. Can't believe it happened. A few months ago, I tore my pectoral. Thank God I could have wanted to finish my match. I kept working because I love this business, but we know that to that many people do not value your effort. These days off, I took the opportunity to go to the doctor. So there you go. Torn pectoral. Who knows how long that's going to be? It could be, uh, it's definitely going to be in the uh, several month range there. So there you go. Yeah. How, how hard did Sammy push him backstage? <laughs> no, he, no, he's, he's had this. He said he's been dealing with it for months. So he was oh. working through the injury, which is not, not a good thing to do. You got to, if you're, you get that injury, man, you got to go. So in between matches, the have the surgery. In between matches, we had the whole, uh, of course, Sami Zayn uh, lying to Jey Uso right in front of his face as he listened to KO talk to him on SmackDown, and uh, and uh, Sami uh, explained why he lied, and Roman uh, liked it uh, enough to not kill him. So, uh, again, this continues to be the best. Uh, this continues to be like one of the best stories WWE has done in the past ten years. It plays out at the end of the night, which is uh, is going to be uh, something we'll talk about here in a little bit. Uh, Stephen here, uh, prayers to Mickey James and her family. I did not, I did not hear about this, but her brother, niece, and another pastor died in a car accident, and sister in laws had serious oh, conditions. That's that's awful. Yeah, heart hearts out. Condolences to Mickey James, man. That's that's awful. Holy crap. Yeah, that's the first I'm hearing about it, too. Yep, uh, she shared, uh, let's see. Jeez. Yeah, she shared uh, on Twitter yesterday the obituary. Um, Yeah, her oldest brother uh, on Tuesday, um, so about a week ago. That sucks, dude. Next up here on uh, Survivor Series is the triple threat between Rollins, Lashley, and Theory. Um, Ricochet tweet. She Ricochet's tweet. Bobby always seems to get busted open. <laughs> what can you do? Uh, I thought this was a very good match. I enjoyed the triple threat a lot. I actually, I, I thought the finish was pretty unique with Lashley delivering a spear and... Um, but at the same time, you figured Lashley would get up a little quicker, maybe. I don't it, know. Yeah, it, that, like re- the reaction time really made the, made the finish a head scratcher. But you know the the, the typical storyline of Austin Theory as a horseshoe up his ass remained because he <laughs> wouldn't have won the match without you know Lashley's assistance. He wasn't going to win this match, you know on his own. So he won it, you know, by a fluke, which is what, uh, what the Austin theory character is. It's just, no, I can't buy him as a credible threat or competitor to anybody. And I know everybody's saying he's great in the ring, but you know what? So is Chad Gable. I'd rather see Chad Gable in 
Austin Theory's position getting the push yeah. than, than Austin Theory. I there, There's plenty of great workers in WWE, and I just I don't see what some people see in that in, in, in the kid. I just I just don't. Yeah, um, but I'm liking kind of the new uh, the new direction for Theory. He's no longer an idiot. You know, he got rid of the got rid of the <laughs> He's selfie. Still an idiot. He he stood up to Bobby Lashley. Uh, he didn't be a chicken shit on Monday. He stood up to him uh, last Monday on Raw. You know, I, I kind of like I like the evolution. So it does kind of halfway make sense that uh, that they go and put the title on him because I mean, obviously Rollins, he could be in the main event picture uh anytime now he's one of the hottest baby faces uh you know lashley uh, again he's in probably part of the high point of his career in wwe so it's you know it's it's uh you know i i think it's time for those guys to move on and uh hopefully eventually we get them damn world title split whenever that may happen so we'll see what happens but uh men's war games match close of the show uh of course the big story out of it all was will sammy turn and we got that uh, uh that crossroads uh no pun intended for cody uh we got that crossroads at the end of the match when uh when ko was being held up and sammy hit him right in the dick and then pointed to jay to do a splash and that ended the match and how about that matt we get Jay and Sammy hugging it out at the end of the at the end of the match. Did you ever think that was going to happen? No, I popped for it though. Right, I, I did too. Yeah, it was it was definitely a pop worthy moment. I, I you know I was just like, yeah, that's pretty freaking cool. You know the whole the whole Sammy dynamic is really just yeah. has changed everything for the Bloodline story. Yeah. You, you know what? Look, I was saying a couple months ago how the Bloodline was kind of dragging in story progression. The addition of Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa have completely changed the dynamic of the bloodline story and have made them once again, the top act and story within WWE right now. Yeah. Why it just needs something similar to advance his story. And I think he'll be back on track as well. Yeah. It, 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 like I said, it started out several years ago with just the Usos and Roman and that whole dynamic, Jimmy making his return and, main event J and there was so many great parts to that story. And then they just keep building on that story, adding Paul Heyman and then Sammy and solo. It, it's just, it's been some of the best storytelling they've done in over a decade. And it's been a almost a three year long story to get to that point. Um, I, I, do you still think the end game is, they turn on Sammy and KO makes the save or is now the end game that Sammy strikes first by winning the Royal rumble. Mm, no, I, I, st I still think the end game is the bloodline turning on Sammy and KO making the save to show that despite it all, he was his true friend all along. I, I, I think that's the direction that they're going. I, um, as far as, Roman's Royal Rumble opponent to me it's either KO or Sheamus. If they yeah. want to go if they want to go wild, they can do Sammy versus Roman in Montreal at the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. And then you can lead in, you know, to Roman and 
Cody at Mania, Roman and Rock, yeah. or whatever, again, we, whatever we're gonna get. We uh, we so, we don't we don't know if the Usos are gonna be able to be at Elimination Chamber. So I, I um, still I still think the way the story is progressing right now, they can easily wait and do KO and Sammy against the Usos at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Like they have they have plenty of time, um, to burn at that rate. I you know I, I, I just kind of thought fine. I just kind of thought now that Sammy and Jay are on the same page that this extends and then. Oh, no, no, it definitely does extend. I mean, yeah. but that's the great thing about WrestleMania being, you know, five months away. Yeah. That's why you I know, was they, thinking maybe it's thing. It extends all the way to the point where Sammy wins the Royal rumble. Uh, no, I so don't, I don't see that happening with the, with the, with the rock and Cody Rhodes and, and the Waynes. triple H is not going to, Triple H is not going to sacrifice one of those marquee matches for Sami Zayn. As much as we all love him, yeah. the, the general population does not consider Sami Zayn to be a WWE WrestleMania main event player. I just, I, I, main it's event start- Elimination <laughs> Chamber, sure. Main event WrestleMania, I don't know. I don't, starting, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. He's starting to catch on. So you kind of wonder. I, I'm not arguing that, you know, I love Sami Zayn. I just, I'm thinking from a WWE corporate structure standpoint, when they're putting the marquees on, you know, on WrestleMania, what they do, like, let's look at this year's, it was KO and Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah, and Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. And it's going to be this like, year, next year, it's going to be, it's going to be Roman Reigns. Night one, night two. That's what I'm hoping for. That, yeah. to me, honestly, that's, that's that's the best way they could go. Well, if you're going to if the Rock is still in the plans, that is. Yes, if if yes, if the Rock is in the plans, you have Roman work both nights, and it's Rock yeah. Rock Roman night one. Roman or, wins, and then he drops it. He loses to Cody on night or, two. Or or that's what I that's what I would do. Or if the Rock is not in the cards, you still you, you this is your way to split the belts and make him defend one each night too well i've actually i saw alex Pulowski suggest this over the weekend on social media from fightful and it's not a bad idea if the rock's not involved they could end up doing um the winner of the rumble and the winner of elimination chamber and end up doing like a triple threat style match for the titles at WrestleMania. I don't know if that would be something that they would want to do, but even without the rock, they could, they could even do the two. They could still do the two nights. They'd be like, triple H be like, we need to separate these titles following WrestleMania or, or you need to be on both shows. This is what we're going to do. Winner of the rumble, winner of the chamber night one, night two, those you're, you're fighting both matches. One's for one title, one's for the other. And we'll see what you come out with. You know, that that type of deal. I mean, Reigns could retain the Universal Championship, but drop the WWE Championship to Cody Rhodes. Yeah, like whatever. So you know, whatever title he's held the longest, I would have him retain. Yeah, Universal. That's why yeah. I'm saying he should keep. She, he, they should keep on going with that, but yeah. drop the WWE title and give that give that to Cody. I mean, we haven't even seen that type of a reign in the UK. Walter had it for 600 plus days. Uh, Pete Dunne. Uh, had it for a long. I think Pete Dunn had it nearly 600 days too, if I'm not mistaken. They were, Walter was over 800, 800 days. Was he over 800? Yeah, I think uh, it was like I think it was 839. Don't quote me on that. It's very, it's very close, somewhere around um those lines for his his he had eight, it 870. 
eight seventy. Okay, so yeah, I was I was I was sub off. Pete, um, but Pete, yeah, historic, Pete Dunn had historic it. reign for for yeah. Walter in, in NXT UK. Pete Dunn had it for uh, six eighty five. Again, Raymond Reigns is on track to eclipse everybody. Yep. Them anyway, you know, I don't think he's going to get to like Hogan or Bruno territory, but for for the modern day to do what he's doing is crazy. Yeah, and just when people are getting tired of it, it it continues to evolve and work, and people are now cheering the bloodline they're cheering roman reigns the this is not you know if john cena held that title for that long in the ruthless aggression era my god would there be bitching every day of the week yeah that we're not be good. we don't see that with roman reigns and we're we're 900 days into this thing almost uh so it, it's pretty interesting to just see how they've been able to succeed with all that uh speaking with uh speaking of roman reigns there was some news from fightful select uh, of a little bit of a heated uh, temperament from Roman Reigns after the Survivor Series. And uh, from Sean Ross Sapp at uh, Fightful Select, they learned that Roman Reigns was visibly upset after the Survivor Series main event, specifically about a spot within the match. Uh, it was rumored among those that they spoke to that the Reigns took exception to what he perceived as an unplanned spot between him and Kevin Owens as he walked backstage. He mentioned possibly having a ruptured eardrum and wanted the spot to go as originally as planned. The exclamation uh, was said they would have been expletive filled and to, and it was clear to everyone that Reigns was not happy. Uh, those they spoke to did not believe there was any extended heat. Uh, it was more of a heat of the moment type of thing. And uh, there hasn't been any physical altercations or anything backstage after the, after that and expect the two are going to be able to coexist for work purposes. And uh, another put over that Reigns and Owens are passionate about what they do and figured if there were issues, they'd end up talking about it directly. Reigns did not appear at the press show conference either as planned. So um, a lot of people were uh, speculating that uh, it was the slap, possibly. It's the only thing it could have been. Yeah. Honestly, like KO and if if it, you you could make an excuse if it ha- if it would have accidentally been with somebody else, but if you look at the interaction interactions that Owens and Reigns had in that match, literally the only two things it could have been was one the slap or two the super the super kick that he hit when Reigns was going for the spear. Like uh, other than that, there's not there's literally nothing in their interactions that would have stemmed for this to happen. Yeah. So. That, that had to have been what it is. And I'm sure Roman's over it already today, so uh, it's probably going to be a whole yeah, lot of... I just, it's a whole, like, it's a whole, oh, it's a whole KO's going to get buried! No, he's not. It, it, to me, it's a whole lot It's a whole lot of nothing. But, you know, it's an interesting story nonetheless. People, Look, I'm sure people get heated in the back oh, yeah. in the locker room all the time. They blow it off and they let it go. And I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure Roman is mature enough at this point in his career that he knows to just it's easier to just... He ain't let poop. something like this go. He ain't gonna poop in anybody's gym bag. So, Stephen Chambers in the chat. Speculation: Brock's going to wrestle Royal Rumble. Who would be a good opponent for Brock Gunther? Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun to see. Uh, if he's those... still holding the Intercontinental Title, that's not happening. No. Um, I think Braun's taking it off of of Gunther, anyways. Eventually, you think, you think before the Rumble or at the Rumble? That's a good question because uh, obviously uh, I think Ricochet is going to beat Santos Escobar. 
um, but not beat Gunther. I mean, if he beats Gunther, that's going to be a shock. I mean, he's the one to drop the title to Gunther, right? Exactly. I, yeah, I, think, I don't think he's. I think it's back. all. I think it's all set up for Braun. I don't even think it has to be the Rumble. You know, you you've done a lot of these as SmackDown main events, so uh, I'm just I'm just saying that it's a good thing to actually get some more get more IC and US titles defenses on the on the premium live events. Yeah, which is something they've greatly scaled back on during the you know the last couple years of the Vince era. So I just, yeah. I think matches like that are important as far as Brock goes, like the Lashley rubber matches right there, yep. unless they want to wait till mania. But in my opinion, I'm sure they probably already have another plan for Lesnar at WrestleMania. So we'll see. I, I, I think Lesnar Lashley fight pit, whether that's at the rumble or whether that's at WrestleMania, I think that's the, that's the ultimate blow off. And heck, if Lesnar's not fighting, Lashley at the Rumble. I'm having Lashley cost Lesnar the match at the Rumble to set up their rubber match at WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, right. maybe Lesnar's in like a number one contenders match or, or something, and Lashley costs him the match. Just something to explain, you know, where they're going with that. Because right yeah. now, Lesnar doesn't really have a storyline right now. But I mean, of course, they want him at the Rumble. It's their. One of their big four. There's two months for a story now. <laughs> Plenty of time. Uh, our only non WWE story of the day comes uh, from PWG Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Uh, the very first participants uh, for the return of the Battle of Los Angeles, of course, uh, with COVID. Uh, they have not done the past uh, couple of years, uh, but uh, they sure did they in 2022. Pretty sure they yeah. had one last year. Yeah, they did last year. Yeah, they did okay. last year. Yeah. This is uh, so. This is going to be uh, for 20. 20- I, I got I had to I got a little confused for a minute because the article says 2022, but this is actually 2023 because the two night tournament is January 7th and 8th. Uh, but yeah, 2022 was won by Speedball Mike Bailey. Yeah. And uh, the first participants uh, have been announced for the tournament for 23. Uh, of course, Speedball Mike Bailey has been announced as well as Michael Oku Shun. Uh, Sean Skywalker, Masha Slamovich, and uh, Commander, the high flyer that you've seen in GCW. So those are the uh, the first uh, uh, participants. Good start. Yeah, good, very good start. Uh, Masha can definitely mix it up with the men. Commander can do insane shit on the ropes. And so... I, uh, I don't think the winner has been announced yet. I'm not sure who the winner is, but I don't think it's, I don't think he or she has been announced yet. No, no, I, I don't. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see in the coming weeks. But for now, I don't think we I don't think the winner has been revealed yet in, in the brackets. Uh, past winners include Kenny Omega, El Generico, Adam Cole, Bebe, Kyle O'Reilly, Ricochet and Bandito. A lot I of could, big names. I could very well. Big names. I could very well see Masha winning it, to be honest with you. I she's don't think a, so. I think, her, moment, I think her momentum has been cut off in the last you, month with Impact. I, I don't. I don't foresee. Yeah, she should have beat Jordan Grace. I, I thought for sure when they rematch, she was gonna get. She was gonna win the rematch, and they didn't do it. I'm like, okay, they've 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 halted this push, yeah. and I, I think that hurts her momentum overall. Any anybody come to mind? No, because I'm not sure who they're gonna add. You know, you never know yeah. who you're gonna see in the Battle of Los Angeles. But I feel like when 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 the name is announced, I'll know. I'll mm. be like, yeah, that's 
that's who they're looking at to win this year. Yeah, I mean, I know their business model, but man, I would have loved to pay to watch this. I think honestly, in the year rolling on to the year 2023, I think PWG needs a new business model. Yeah. Get on I, Fight Plus. There are so and, many and people. Share, and share your product live with the world. There are so many people that would love to watch at least this live, if not just any other PWG events, of course. But obviously, the Battle of Los Angeles is basically their WrestleMania. It's a great tournament. It's very entertaining. Yeah. And, and they have a, a great lineup every year. And so, yeah, people, I, I just can't believe there's yeah, it's not. Kinda, it's kind of wild, right? I just can't believe there's not more of a push for it to be uh, a live event for people that are not in the area. So that's a hard ticket to get to, by the way. Yeah. Uh, we got a, a little more of some uh, from Sean Rossap at Fightful Select. Uh, a source within WWE talks about uh, with uh, Fightful Select, the culture improvement with the new regime with Triple H being in uh, in control. Uh, WWE delivering strong quarterly numbers and everything is seeming safe from the business side of things since uh, Vince has stepped down. And uh, it's been reported to nobody's surprise. Backstage morale has improved significantly. Speaking with members of the locker room over the past several months, the culture has changed based on those that are willing to speak on it. Almost everyone has said that uh, work was much more fun and easygoing compared to the Vince McMahon era. With one saying, there's no perpetual fear of getting fired for things that you can't control. Another noted that there's still some talent that aren't being used effectively, but it's a vast improvement over where things were in the summer. Creative input and ability to improvise are also things that were touted the most among who uh, who spoke with, uh, with, with Fightful Select. A huge contrast compared to the 2022 Royal Rumble, where numerous talent that they spoke with looked bad at that point as an all-time low for them in the company. They felt creatively and bookingly wise that they were losing faith in Vince McMahon as a creative force and a leader. Go figure. And one said that they thought that they would always maintain faith in Vince to some degree, but even that eroded based on the Royal Rumble last year. Uh, and uh, compared to the last several months, there is still optimism of Triple H's booking and creative, despite there being hiccups, of course. Um, a lot of that is no surprise, because we've watched NXT grow and what NXT became. And so there's, uh, you know, there's always a, a blueprint of what Triple H can do. It hasn't been perfect, but, I mean, you almost saw it on the, uh, just on the faces of the wrestlers on that SmackDown, the day of Vince announcing his retirement, you could just see it on their faces. And Michael Cole is another example as well. I think Corey Graves has joked about how much more relieved and relaxed Michael Cole is now because he doesn't have Vince yelling in his ear. Can you blame him? Yeah. None of that's real. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, a lot of what I said is not really a surprise to anybody that has uh, really uh, paid attention for however long you've paid attention. So uh some interesting uh information was given at, at now that wwe is starting to do press conferences uh some information interesting information paul Heyman speaking at the survivor series uh press conference after the show and uh gave his thoughts on sammy's importance to the bloodline and paul said that the dichotomy that he has with every member of the bloodline how many times have you seen the bloodline 
absolutely could not contain a laugh in the ring when we're in front of a sold-out arena with worldwide television cameras. Sammy brings that dynamic that none of us were prepared for, and we've prepared for everything. What Sammy also brings in connection with the audience is that none of us can, uh, none of us have because we've been too busy being the top act in the entire industry for over two years. Sammy, to me, from my perspective and the Tribal Chief's perspective, represent the member of the audience who gets his one chance to step in the ring, live out his dream, and does it so well every week. We say, do you mind coming back next Friday? We'd love to have you as part of the act. That's who Sammy has become. He's a guy that was going to get a guest spot on a TV series and ended up being part of the cast because he's just so damn passionate and so good at what he does. Uh, very great words to uh, from Paul Heyman in, in, in relation to Sammy. Obviously, you can tell by the crowd reactions that Sammy is one of the most over people in the company, him and and Seth Rollins are two of the top ones right now. Um, and it was interesting. It's much like RK bro was supposed to be a one night thing. Sammy and the bloodline was supposed to be a one night thing. And look what's look what happened, Matt. <laughs> you never know what's going to catch on with the audience, man. You just, you just never freaking know. And I, I think that's part of what makes professional wrestling so great to begin with. You just, right. When look, when, when an owner is in tune with their audience and they see something that's getting over organically and they choose to just go <laughs> with it instead of bury it. Yeah. It's beneficial to the company, to the fans, to the wrestlers, to everybody. And WWE has been doing that a lot more under triple H's thing. Tony Khan's doing that with AEW. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan right now because it feels like more so than ever wrestling fans are being listened to. And that's, awesome yep exactly <clears throat> exactly and we know the future of triple h just ties right into that so uh it, it's going to be a, a very interesting 2023 for sure i did not watch nxt again i just am so damn busy <laughs> i had to well holiday you missed nothing uh i had to work two nights of trivia this week i worked tuesday as i usually do and i had to do wednesday as well uh football drinking karaoke five-day weekend i just did not get an xtn so i'm sorry uh, i found out that scripts is uh is uh, is reggie and boy does he look like an With idiot the most dollar general mask i've ever freaking seen in my life why couldn't they got that man a better mask oh man i saw somebody like with a spot on comparison and i forget what it was now i i, I wish i could have found that tweet or something, all, but... look the mask is bad the dude deserves better than this he's he's an entertaining competitor they didn't but they didn't need to bring him back as freaking scripts because the gimmick that the build-up to what scripts was supposed to be based on these phone calls is nothing compared to what script is doing on the screen He's not trying to tear down NXT. He's going in there trying to have banner matches. It's like, not in the script. It's like, not what the is scripts, going Matt. On? It's not it's the so scripts, weird. Matt. It's so weird, dude. Uh, really I, I assume weird. the main event was good, though, with uh, Wesley, Carmelo Hayes, and Dijak returning. Yes, Dijak is back, looking like straight out of the Matrix. Good, good, he's Matt. Ready. Uh, he's ready to roll. Good main event? Yeah, it was good. Of course it was. Like, like you're not going to put... Carmel Hayes and Wesley in a match together and have a bad match. No. Uh wow, I just saw Dijak photo there. Rocking some dark hair. Uh it what did, what did they call him? Uh he's Dijak. Dominic Dijak. No, they 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 
Vic Joseph said, it's Dijak! And Booker T said, who? Because, of course, he's an idiot who doesn't follow the product. So... F and Marks. He's the worst. F like, I, men- I mentioned on Twitter last week during NXT, Booker T on commentary is a gift. But the type of gift that you try to return after you get it for store credit as soon as humanly possible. That's what Booker T is. Well, in in <laughs> one in 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 a little over one month, we will get, get Pat McAfee back and Wade will go to NXT and Booker T will go bye bye. That would be the most opportune scenario. Then all we need to do is fix the raw commentary team. I will admit though that Booker T is doing a better job than I thought he would. And he's not and he's just He's not like he's not. You say this, but you're not watching. But I've you watched haven't watched the two weeks in a row. I've watched every week before that with him I'm on commentary. You, uh, he's not. He's not doing good. I promise you. Well, like I said, you got only one. Uh, you only got one week left. So uh, no, let's we got uh, four, week, four or five weeks left. We got four, we got one month left, is what I was trying to say. But yes. we're gonna move from uh, we're gonna move from that logo. Uh, to this logo as we talk uh, AEW Dynamite. Uh, I did not watch Rampage. Uh, how was uh, how was Afternoon Rampage? Did you watch it? Uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. And they, they closed it with that uh, very serious storyline with uh, Ten turning on the Dark Order and throwing the mask at Negative One's feet. Ooh. Negative One sold the shit out of that storyline man i did not read the results yet oh so, dude ooh. it was so, it was so good like wow. negative one he get, like even at a young age he gets it yeah, uh, yeah. you know what what he's doing as soon as like, he turns 18 i can't good. wait to see him turn 18 and beat preston vance's ass that's what <laughs> i want to see they're gonna they're gonna unle- unleash him when he turns 18 man uh him and him and hook will have some bangers uh yeah, I don't know what else, anything else happened on uh, on Rampage. Oh, I know other stuff happened. I'm just I'm having difficulty remembering it at the moment. Um. Yeah, like my you usual can't pull up a result sheet. And help me out here, JP. Yeah, my usual source did not uh, post results. Uh, oh, FTR and Top Flight. Oh, did uh, yes, did, yes, FTR. Did Dante and Top get hurt. Open. Apparently, he's okay. Okay, good. So great, great news on that front. No, that match was awesome. I can't believe I blinked on that. Uh, yeah, that Darby, opened, that, op- that opened the show in in the six man between Dark Order and uh, uh, Roosh the Douche and uh, Butcher and the Blade closed. Uh, Anthony was Henry, clearly something in the middle. Yeah, Anthony Henry, Henry and, and Dar- uh, Darby Allen. Darby Allen, yeah. Sheeta took on uh, Queen. That was uh, a blink and you missed it match. Yeah. Like literally, it was probably less than two minutes, if that. It might have been even less. It was just it was a sheet of squash. Yeah, wow, man, Dark Order can't afford to lose people. Well, just we, we thought, thought Stu, we thought Stu was back, and we haven't seen him since. And like people are saying, they think he might have only been there for a spot because they were in Canada, and that's where he lives. Mm. Like I want Stu back. M- Bring uh, Stu back. MJF is uh, was away filming uh, the Von Eric thing. Uh, yep. So William Regal leading off the show, uh, getting a lot of fu chance. Uh, Moxley comes out, wants to kill him. Brian Danielson stops Mox from doing that because he still loves William Regal, even though what he did. I thought that open was some good shit there. I I loved that was intense with those three guys. 
Yeah, it was it was a great opening. It took you in a direction you didn't really expect them to go, and it's certainly intriguing to find out what's next. So you don't right. hear from MJF Wednesday night. So Moxley says chapter from that. Moxley says uh, to uh, he goes Lordship. The only I only want one thing from you. I want you to run, run far away, as far away as you can, and never ever come back. Uh, Which isn't, oh. isn't happening. We'll probably see him this Wednesday. Right. It's not like his contract's up anytime soon. He's still got months on his deal. That was a great start to the show, though. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Jake Hager. Uh, props to the person that brought the uh, Jake Hager hat sign. Uh, that was well done. Props to Jake Hager for getting over in 2022 with a purple fucking hat. A bucket hat, even. Unbelievable. Those things went that out dude, of style. Dude, it's oh, it's over now. He's freaking over. I know. Those things he's went never out of... been, dude. No offense. Even during his world title run, he's never been as over as he is right now. Real Americans were pretty over. With Cesaro. I, man, I, I still don't think he's I still don't think that was over to the level he is right now. This hat thing is on another level, man. Oh man, it's funny. Uh it is a little silly that it cost him the match, but still. Uh, it's funny that he's getting it over, and I love it. Uh, Orange Cassidy, still your All Atlantic champion. Uh, oh, uh, the factory comes out because you know we're supposed. To, they're trying to give the people what they want, and then the factory comes out because QT Marshall's a boner killer. And then, oh boy, got a little chilly in the room. House of Black coming back, kicking ass, acting a little more babyface like, which uh, I kind of dig. Uh, and yeah, they just whooped everybody's ass and uh, I enjoyed it. Welcome back. I'm excited. Good shit, pal. Uh, <laughs> Ethan Page and Ricky Starks did uh, exactly what they're supposed to do and give us a hell of a final for the uh, the Eliminator tournament. Absolutely loved it. Uh, Ricky Starks gets the win, even though he was he sold the he sold the 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 beatings he took from two meaty men to get to that final. Uh, he sold that really well in the match. It was cool to see him get out on top. Uh, you don't have to worry about a finger poke, finger poke of doom, Matt. I was, I was very relieved. I was very relieved. Uh, best of seven, number two with the Death Triangle and the Elite. The the oh I need to watch. BT, I need to watch BTE yet. I haven't watched that yet. Uh, this time, uh, this time Penta using the hammer and. Uh, and got the win. So now uh Death Triangle up 2-0. Uh-oh. Kidding. This is going seven. I think they're doing the Cavs Warriors thing. Oh I think I three think leader, I I know that three one. Oh, okay. Remember the Cavs were down three one going into game five. Because Cavs won, I think they won game three. And I think the Elite will win ma- the third match. I think I think Death Triangle will win the fourth. And then the Bucks will have to, you know, run run the gauntlet to win the, win the final three. I think that I think that's the story that they're going to tell. The beautiful Renee Paquette announcing that it uh, Thunder, uh, like I had uh, mentioned last week on the show, that I fully expected Thunder Rosa to relinquish the title, yep. and look what happened. I expected it later than now. Uh, I didn't expect it to happen two days after I mentioned it, but hey. Uh, here you go. It was, uh, the right, they, it was the right call to make. And they also uh, make a Tony Storm's reign official as well. Uh, that led to a triple threat tag match with the women. Uh, Jamie Hader and Britt Baker getting the win there. And we're just counting the days until Britt Baker turns on Jamie Hader because we know it's coming. And 
a great main event tomahiro ishii jericho uh my god i don't i it, it, it may have been fake but i've never seen someone boasted open like that from chops some say it might have been fake I, I don't know i don't think it was fake you're not gonna you're not gonna raise your blade your chest dude well, that's that's dangerous Jericho's a crazy. It's one thing to raise your blade your forehead. It's another thing to raise your blade your chest. Uh, five minutes uh, till Raw. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp, uh, get well soon. He's under the weather, so there are no Raw plans. Uh, Becky Lynch is opening the show. First hour's commercial free. Uh, Dexter Loomis is taking on Miz uh, for the chance to get a contract. Uh, I'm forgetting one thing. What am I forgetting? There's one I, more thing I'm forgetting. Oh. Maybe, nope, that's it. Just the, that's yeah, all that's they, I was going to say they haven't announced much for tonight. Like, which I look, I'm hoping for a great show. Fingers crossed. Yeah, let's hopefully. Go. Let's have let's 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 get a great show out of uh, WWE tonight because we are officially on the road to the Royal Ramble. Yes, sir. And uh, all elite dynamite AEW coming live to you from um, some city. I don't know where. Uh. They're where in the, Indianapolis. Where the fuck are they? Oh, Indianapolis. Uh, maybe Pat McAfee will show up. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. Uh, match three of the best of seven. Uh, of course, as we said, Death Triangle up 2-0. Uh, MJF will speak. Uh, Willow, Willow Nightingale taking on Anna J.A.S. Uh, Jade Cargill's TBS Championship Celebration. And oh, boy, this is going to be good. Brian Danielson versus Dax Hardwood. 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 That's going to be a banger, boy. Go. I've been saying how bangers being overused in wrestling, and I keep saying it now. So, but hey. Taz was ranting about it on Twitter this morning. So, oh well. What can you do? Uh, Thank you for uh, tuning in, joining us live as we go every Monday before Monday Night Raw, your unofficial official lead-in to Raw. Hopefully it's a good show. Uh, Survivor Series, I wouldn't say it's the best uh, pay-per-view of the year, but it was definitely very good. I agree. Uh, Well, with that, any final thoughts, Matt? Mm, No. Let's just hope we have a great week of professional wrestling. That's what I'm going for right now. There you go, Mark Cho catching uh catching a lost in the mid card inside joke with um uh, I can't remember ass healer or something and then Dax Hard Hardwood. Yeah. Speaking of hardwood, uh Dax uh talking about uh Dan O'Brien talking about hardwood way too much in the locker room, apparently. That'll come to Fightful Select t- tomorrow. So you can you can look forward to to Brian Danielson talking about penises tomorrow on Fightful Select. But for Matt Black, this is Jeremy Bennett. Thank you for tuning in to Lost the Midcard. We'll be back at you. Same bad time, same bad channel next week. We're out of time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.